Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. Of note before we begin today, Triangle 411 offers fun, insightful entertainment and information. However, in no case do we advise or endorse. Listeners should seek out their own investigation on topics, including our subject today, Hashimoto's disease. Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune disorder that causes inflammation of the thyroid gland, leading to damage and reduced thyroid hormone production. It primarily affects middle-aged women and can cause symptoms such as fatigue, weight gain, and difficulty concentrating. Our guest today is Dr. Anshul Gupta, a respective integrative medicine practitioner, author, speaker, and one some consider to be the world's leading expert in Hashimoto's disease. Dr. Gupta has appeared as a guest on several media outlets and has also been featured in various publications such as Reader's Digest, Woman's World, and Yahoo Lifestyle. Let's chat with him now. Welcome, doctor. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. Well, we're so happy to have you and we're going to we've got a lot to cover, so we'll just <laughs> get right at it and ask you to explain what Hashimoto's disease is and how it affects the thyroid gland. So, Hashimoto's disease is an autoimmune condition of your thyroid gland. Basically, what is happening in this condition is that body starts producing these antibodies and these antibodies start a very slow destruction of your thyroid gland. and what eventually happens is that you know then the thyroid gland is not able to keep up with the thyroid hormone demand of the body and it leads to a condition called hypothyroidism or low thyroid and that's where most of the people are being diagnosed with having a low thyroid condition and in reality they have this hashimotos which is causing them to have hypothyroidism So how common is Hashimoto's and and who's most at risk for developing it? So the interesting fact is that Hashimoto's currently is the number one autoimmune condition worldwide. Hmm. So it is very common worldwide and this is a major reason of hypothyroidism. So the research suggests that more than 70% of people currently who have hypothyroidism actually have Hashimoto's conditions. and uh, the major people who are being uh, affected with hashimotos is middle aged females you know generally between a- ages of 30 years to 65 years why is that the the group that's involved in this like why does it affect that age and um gender so obviously we don't have a uh, like you know the research which is clear cut in terms of exact reason for it but we have couple of reasons which kind of you know uh, go along with that so the females you know have very complex hormonal system 
you know, every month they go through this hormonal cycle. And plus, you know, like during the reproductive, you know, like cycles of the females, most of them have gone through either pregnancies or menopause or kind of a lot of stress that they kind of hormones go through. And I think that's the hormonal shift which kind of predisposes the females to the Hashimoto's or any autoimmune condition. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, so now, what are some of the common symptoms of Hashimoto's and how can they impact a person's quality of life? So Hashimoto's actually, it's very interesting that it has a plethora of symptoms, you know, and a lot of females will start with, you know, they will feel tired or they will feel fatigued or they start gaining weight or they're not able to lose the weight even though they're trying different kinds of diet or exercising. Then they have this kind of brain fog symptom where they are feeling that they're not able to concentrate or they're forgetting things or they just feel that constantly they have to keep up with things because they are forgetting and not able to do that. A lot of gut-related symptoms like constipation, diarrhea, bloating, a lot of mood changes, feeling depressed or anxious, you know, stressed out a lot of times. Even issues with menstrual cycles like, you know, having, you know, um, painful or heavy menstrual cycles or irregular menstrual cycles, infertility issues, you know, and then having hair issues where they have hair thinning or hair loss or feeling cold all the time. So a whole bunch of symptoms, you know, can be associated with Hashimoto. So now to this point, you have written a book, Reversing Hashimoto's, a three-step process for losing weight, ending fatigue, and reducing brain fog. Now, what sets this book apart from others on this topic? So, I mean, a lot of people have written books on Hashimoto's. The aim for me to write, to write this book was that to give information, which is, first of all, research-based, so that people know that, you know, there is research behind this particular disease. And second of all, explain this particular disease in a very simple language so people know what exactly is going on with them, and then give them very simple steps that they can implement today itself in their life so that they can improve their symptoms, improve their disease process, and also, at the same time, improve their thyroid numbers. So that's what you know, I wanted to do this in this book. Very simple language, but still a lot of research backing, and give them actionable steps. There's there's issues with the diagnosis, and you, and you kind of referred to that earlier. What kind of tests should patients request from their healthcare provider to define this in a more perfect way? Very great question, because most of the time people do not know that they have Hashimoto's disease. Now, whenever a person is being tested for having a thyroid condition, or even when they have been diagnosed with a thyroid condition and they're taking medicines, the only one test which is being performed is TSH which is a thyroid-stimulating hormone. Now, that test is not checking the function of the thyroid, nor it is checking the Hashimoto's disease. So, first of all, people should be doing a complete thyroid panel, which includes TSH, free T3, as well as free T4. Because T4 and T3 are the actual hormones which are being produced by the thyroid gland. So, we need to know what is thyroid doing. And then beyond that, checking for Hashimoto's disease is very important. And very easily, each and every lab can do this test. And these are like two antibody levels that needs to be checked. One of them is TPO, or called thyroid peroxidase antibodies. 
and the other one is called thyroglobulin antibodies. Now they can done easily through any lab, lab core, you know, or Quest or anything, and the same blood that you're giving for your regular blood draws can be used to check for these labs. And the interesting fact is that if any of these antibody levels are high, that is diagnostic that you do have Hashimoto's disease, you don't need any further confirmation by any other testing. I'm wondering if you could spell those tests that you're saying so people could write that down if they want to take that into their doctor, because I know a lot of times the doctor does do just a a very preliminary test and doesn't dig deeper. Um, Would you be able to spell the names of those tests that you recommend people talk to their doctor about? Yeah, so I mean, uh, most of the doctors are not aware of these tests. So it's just basically kind of telling the doctors again that these are the tests that they need. So again, reiterating them again. One is the TSH, which everybody is getting. The second one is free T3. The third one is free T4. And for Hashimoto's disease, it's PPO, which is a thyroid peroxidase antibody. And the second antibody is thyroglobulin antibody. And again, all of the doctors are aware of it. You know, like most people, if they tell the doctor that they want to do these tests, they will be more than happy to do it. You just have to tell them that, okay, well, I want to check myself for Hashimoto's. So let's talk a little bit. How does an integrative medicine approach differ from conventional medicine when it comes to treating Hashimoto's? So anybody who has been diagnosed with either Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, Conventional medicine has only one treatment, which is giving thyroid hormone medicine. Let's say if you do thyroid antibodies or Hashimoto's disease, you know, with your regular doctor, and if your thyroid levels are not abnormal, the answer you're going to get is that, well, come back in six months. We are going to wait until your thyroid is being destroyed, and then we are going to give you medicine. So literally conventional medicines are basically waiting for your thyroid to be destroyed. And then they're going to put you on a medicine as a band-aid because your thyroid is not able to produce enough thyroid hormone. But they're not doing anything for the underlying issue, which is this destruction of the thyroid gland, which is happening 24-7, 365 days with those antibodies. And most of the cases with Hashimoto's disease is that the thyroid then keeps on getting destroyed day in, day out. And eventually what happens is that people in, like uh, the dosage of the medicine keeps on increasing because the thyroid cannot make any thyroid hormone. While in integrative or functional medicine, what we do is that we go to the root cause of the problem. Why your body is producing these antibodies? And what we have identified is that there are multiple root causes which are responsible for making these antibodies. And if we address those root causes, and unfortunately, each and every person will have a little bit different root causes. They're not the same. And once we address those root causes in a particular way, which is very natural, like just changing your lifestyle, taking some supplements, what we see is that we not only improve the symptoms, we can lower the antibody levels as well as improve the thyroid numbers and stop the destruction of the thyroid gland. But first of all, you know, like people don't develop this condition where they have to keep on taking more and more medicine. But at the same time, sometimes they're even able to reverse this condition when they can actually lower the dosage of the medicine and sometimes even get off the medicine. 
that's that's always the goal, getting off all these medicines. And I understand diet and lifestyle modifications can help with that. So what changes in those areas should patients make? So diet, you know, obviously, like, you know, uh, there are so many different kinds of diets which is out there in the market. And everybody's totally confused of what they should be doing. So then extensive research into, okay, what is research suggest, you know, in terms of for Hashimoto's patients, what is the best diet? So I kind of divide the diet into kind of two basic, you know, like differences. What we do is that, first of all, we need to remove food, which is causing harm or damage to your thyroid or Hashimoto's. And then we need to include food, which is good for your thyroid and healing for Hashimoto's. So the first category of food, which we people need to remove, which is causing harm to the thyroid are gluten, dairy, sugar, processed food, processed meats. So these are the foods which we have great amount of research suggesting that they're definitely harming the thyroid and people should be avoiding those foods. The second category of food that people need to include so that they can heal their thyroid, first of all, and them are non-starchy, colorful vegetables. As many vegetables we can eat in each and every meal that we are eating, they are very important for your thyroid. Because all of these different colorful vegetables have different antioxidants, different vitamins, and different minerals, which are very healing for the thyroid and support the thyroid gland to produce natural thyroid hormones. Now, a lot of people are worried that, you know, like these non-starchy vegetables can interfere, you know, with the thyroid hormone production because kind of they, there is a myth where people feel that cruciferous vegetables is really bad for them. Well, that is not really the case anymore because for Hashimoto's disease, these cruciferous or any non-starchy vegetables have a lot of antioxidants which reduce inflammation and reduce antibody levels. So they're actually really good. So absolutely, people should be eating a lot of non-starchy vegetables, then good quality proteins, and then good quality fats. Again, in the last decade, we have created this fear around fat that each and every fat is bad and everybody should be in a low-fat diet. Our body is made with fat. Each and every cell of our body is lined with fat. So we need good fat. It's very important to know what is good fat and what is bad fat. So we need to stay away from bad fat and we need to include good fat in the regular part of our diet because that is very healing for our body. So these are the food that if people include regularly in their diet, slowly and slowly the thyroid functions better and just stay away from the food which is damaging the thyroid. So very simple way of following this diet, which is completely research-based, and definitely everybody kind of feels better on this kind of diet. Now, what's your thoughts on supplements and natural therapies? Absolutely. So again, what happens is that, you know, like, unfortunately, again, I was looking at why people are having this Hashimoto's and why people are so low in a lot of vitamins and minerals. So to my horror... I found a research study which was comparing the vitamin and the mineral content of our food from 1980s to now. And what they found was that the same food and the mineral content currently is lower, very much lower as compared to the mineral content of the food in 1980s. So currently our food itself is deficient into these vitamins and minerals. So even though a person is eating a very healthy diet. Their food doesn't have that minerals and vitamins that is needed by the thyroid gland to produce thyroid hormones. So that's where I think supplementation sometimes is useful so that we can make sure 
that any vitamins and minerals which we are low into, we can get that way. So in that aspect, couple of vitamins and minerals which are great for Hashimoto's. One of them is selenium. Now, selenium is a great mineral which is needed by a thyroid gland for two purposes. One, actually, selenium is a part of an enzyme which is needed for produce a thyroid hormone. And second of all, selenium is also part of the enzyme which is needed to convert the thyroid hormone, which is the T4, which is the inactive thyroid hormone, to an active thyroid hormone, which is the T3. And again, several research studies are already there, which shows that taking selenium supplementation can reduce the antibody levels in Hashimoto's disease. So that's the reason selenium is a great supplement, you know, like which helps a lot of Hashimoto's patients. The second one is zinc. Zinc, you know, again, a lot of times people are taking it for immune boosters. But what they don't know is that zinc is also needed by a thyroid gland. Again, zinc is needed to convert our inactive thyroid hormone T4 to T3. And again, by improving the immunity, it reduces inflammation in the body. And again, research studies show that zinc, when taken along with selenium, again can reduce the thyroid antibodies and improve thyroid function. The third supplement is vitamin D. Everybody knows about it, but I always want to talk about vitamin D because it's such a great supplement. Most of us are low in vitamin D. And again, vitamin D in several thyroid patients has shown that it can improve the immunity, it can lower the inflammation, as well as support the thyroid gland, especially in Hashimoto's disease. So I think these are the three basic supplements which, you know, has no doubt that, you know, research supports that they should be taking it. And beyond that, obviously, we have other supplements that can be useful. But these are the kind of foundation supplements is for like Hashimoto's thyroid patients. So a lot of this information is in your book, and I'm curious if you could share any success stories from patients who have implemented some of these strategies. Absolutely, yeah. So the book obviously has all of the different kind of, you know, uh, strategies for people to get better, including the diet, the lifestyle changes like stress management, as well as different kinds of supplements based on what kind of disease or symptoms they have. So kind of I'm working with this uh, current client of mine, 36-year-old female came to see me like, you know, six months ago, um, was diagnosed with Hashimoto's or low thyroid condition four years ago. Uh, before that, interestingly, she had symptoms, which she had been going for several years. Her story actually started after she delivered her first baby. And then, you know, six months down the lane, she was feeling very tired. She went to her doctor. The doctor told, oh, well, you know, you're just a new mom. You're just kind of sleepless night, so that's the reason you're tired. Don't worry about it. But that kept on continuing. She was tired. Then she was having more mood changes. She was feeling a little bit depressed. Then after that, she was feeling brain foggy. She went to the doctor again. Again, they just did a test called TSH. TSH was normal. She was said, everything is okay. You're just stressed out. Just try to be de-stressing. But she told them that, you know, I'm not stressed out. But nobody was listening. Every year she will go to the doctor, they will just order one test, and that was normal. Finally, after three years, oh. her TSS became abnormal, and she was put on thyroid medicine. And that was a hope that she was thinking that would change her life completely, but that did not. So she was still having the same symptoms. She was, you know, getting worse. Her thyroid numbers were normal according to the doctor, and they could not do anything else. So that's where she came to see us. You know, like we did a very detailed evaluation of what was going on, what were her potential root causes. So obviously, like, you know, going through the pregnancies and difficult pregnancies and after delivery, that was a big stress that her body went through. 
she was nutritionally deficient in a lot of vitamins and minerals she had gut issues something called leaky gut that was ongoing with her and she also was exposed to toxins like heavy metals like lead and mercury you know um, during her lifetime so these are all the things that we identified in our initial visit with her and then what we did we made a very slow step wise plan focusing on the diet changes focusing on the stress management techniques and also putting on supplements to address all of these root causes and within 4 months you know like phenomenal changes were happening from being tired all the time make taking naps during the day just to be functional her energy is now so great that she is back into the gym actually she is now training for a marathon she has already lost 15 pounds and obviously before mm-hmm. that she was always gaining weight mm-hmm. her gut problems were completely gone before she was having either diarrhea or constipation or bloated all the time now she can literally eat anything doesn't have any of those symptoms and plus her mood is so stable she has this light energy back again that she wants to live she wants to do things she said dr gupta i cannot imagine last 10 years you know had literally no life and now finally i feel that i'm getting my life back again which i deserve Wow, that's that's quite a story. And four months for uh, uh, that kind of turnaround is very interesting. Um, and you know, I'm glad. There's kind of a side note here with all this information about Hashimoto's. To anybody who's listening, you really need to advocate for yourselves when you're going to doctors. And I'm glad she hung in there and kept saying, "No, something's wrong. Something's wrong." Because a lot of be- people will just take it at face value and we see this all the time with cancers and everything where it, it, there's the, it it's just missed it's a misdiagnosis in some cases so good for her for pursuing it and thank you for all the information today should our listeners wish to learn more or order your book where should they go so yeah a book is available on amazon so people can go and kind of buy the book you know either a physical copy or you know like the kindle copy so that's where people can get the book you know obviously they can go on our website which is anshulguptamd.com a uh, lot of great information i've shared over there you know a lot of i have a very active blog there almost 1 million people have already read those mm. different blogs regarding hashimotos and thyroid and can- thus we have actually started a youtube channel with a handle called again anshulguptamd um i'm sharing again great information like you know in a small bit pieces for videos that people can follow so i think those are great places people can start you know their journey and then kind of make changes today itself because even small changes are powerful i tell people with hashimoto's disease don't let anybody tell you that you have to live this life this is defined by hashimoto's you have a chance to defeat this disease and live a life to the fullest so make these changes and you are going to see results excellent thank you so much for being here today absolutely thank you so much for having me over here it's a pleasure well wow, that was that's quite a bit of information to digest you might have to <laughs> you might have to listen to this podcast a few times to catch everything um but today we're done we're out of time So it is time to high five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Insprucker for Triangle 411. Today's pocket spread joy.